Hi, this is Stuart Hardy with All In Sports Outreach. I'm so excited to share a new episode of our podcast with you. Today you're going to hear from Jackson Hubbard. He's currently a junior at Duke University and a member of the football team, but just an incredible young man. I can't wait for you to hear from Jackson, so let's jump right into it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Jackson. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. So I'd like to start these off with some background information. So if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about yourself, um, where you grew up, a little about your family growing up, and uh, about your family today. Yeah, so um, I'm a junior at Duke University, um, a punter and kicker on the football team, um, studying computer science at Duke, um, and I've loved that. I loved my experience at Duke so far. Um, growing up, I'm from Dallas, Texas. Um, have a brother and a sister. Um, my brother is now playing lacrosse at Furman and is a freshman. Um, and my sister um, plays basketball, tennis, um, and lacrosse in high school and is a sophomore. Um, great parents, great rest of my family. Um, my family moved out to South Carolina to get closer to my brother and I since we are both playing um, college sports. And so, like, I'm really thankful for that because um, I get to see them a lot, a lot more often. Um, That's awesome. So, speaking of your family, did you grow up in a family of faith? And then, at what point did you um, make that personal decision to have a relationship with Jesus? Yeah, um, I would say I grew up in a family of faith. We grew up going to church and everything like that. Um, being from Texas. Um, that's a huge part of like our community and stuff. Um, I, I think it really became, as I got older, um, I, I went to a great church, Highland Park, United Methodist, um, down in Dallas. Um, as I got older and started going through like their youth program, um, through middle school, um, seventh and eighth grade, um, I really got to become more serious about, um, going to church on my own. If my family couldn't go or whatever, um, just really made a priority. Um, and then going into high school, um, I went on my first mission trip with the church, um, and had an awesome time, met some really cool guys, um, both in my grade, but especially in the grade above me. Um, and they kind of like showed me, um, what like being a Christian man in high school or a Christian athlete, um, looks like and how, how, how that, how to go about doing that. Um, so just like having those mentors and, um, just that whole mission trip experience kind of like sparked, sparked it, sparked my faith. Um, and then going through high school, I just kept building and building upon that foundation, um, through like Bible studies, um, both with my church and like with some of my friends, I had a Bible study, um, I just got more and more, more and more serious with my faith. Um, and then now, now going into college, um, kind of the same thing, um, thankful for like a great environment um here at duke um where i can continue to to build upon that foundation that's awesome we'll um kind of shift back to faith a little bit later in the conversation i want to talk a little bit about uh your your sports your football career so you played high school football at highland park and for those listeners that aren't familiar with high school football especially in texas talk about what it's like to play high school football in Texas, especially for um, a coach like Coach Randy Allen, who is what I, being a big college football fan, would call it the Bear Bryant of high school football. So, so talk about high school football in Texas and what it's like to play for a guy like Coach Allen. 
Yeah, it was definitely a great experience. Um, for those that aren't familiar, um, Highland Park um, is a historic football program in Texas. Um, I think we're the winningest program in Texas football history. Um, and so just that whole tradition um, kind of fuels the, the atmosphere around the team. Um, and like, as most people know, like high school football in Texas is a humongous deal. Um, and I definitely had that, that, um, experience at Highland park where the stands were always full. Um, the community was around the team, um, stuff like that. Um, the, the school really rallies around the team. Um, so it was like a really awesome experience, um, in terms of like the coach Allen and the football team, um, I, I, it was an awesome experience. It really prepared me for college because, um, first off the coaching staff is great. Um, from coach Allen all the way down to everyone else on the coaching staff, um, who I think you've talked to before. Um, they, they do a really good job of like teaching you the, the work ethic, the habits, um, the, the character that you need to become not only a successful football player, but a successful man. Um, and I, I think that's huge because, um, that, that, that character development, um, I think that really contributes to, um, how good of a football program Highland Park is. Um, cause not only were we a good football team or not, not only us, but like the teams after us and before us, but we also like won on that, like character and discipline, uh, which I think is huge. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. That's one thing I've been most impressed with in getting to know quite a few of the guys on the staff is, not just that they went on the field, but you're right. Just the focus of um, faith and character development is is unparalleled. Um, that's something that I'm thankful to have here at Duke. Um, one of my favorite aspects of Coach Cutcliffe here is that that same um, thing, where it's more than just a football football player. So, talk about how you end up from Highland Park to Duke. Mm-hmm. Why, why Duke? Yeah, so I always knew I've always been um, a pretty uh, academically driven guy, I guess. Um, love academics. So I, I wanted to go um, to a school where I could, um, number one, it's like a, um, a top a tier academic school. And number two, um, with a good, good, athletic program, good athletic program and a good football program. Um, and in my opinion, I, I think Duke is like the best combination of those two. Um, we, we have one of the best, it's one of the best universities in the country and also a powerful football program. Um, and so that, that's kind of how I viewed, um, my like desires of going and trying to find a school that fit for me. Um, and so going after junior year, um, going to senior year and throughout senior year, I got a little bit of recruiting interest, um, not much, um, had a couple opportunities, um, some smaller schools, some walk-on opportunities. Um, and so I started looking around the schools that I had opportunity to play for. Um, and I came to Duke, um, with my dad for like a unofficial visit, um, went to a game, talked to their coaches and the whole, um, atmosphere, um, like the culture that coach Cutcliffe and the surrounding coaches have instilled, um, really blew me away and was the primary selling point, um, for the, the distinguished Duke in addition to the two factors that I mentioned earlier, um, in terms of, I walk into the meeting room and like all the way around the meeting room, um, 
what's written like faith, family, future football. Um, and so like everything in our program is like built around that, um, in terms, in terms of like priorities. And it's always in that order, faith first and family then future, like our academics and then football. Um, and so I think the coaches, um, and staff members do a great job, like scheduling our days with those priorities in mind. Like during camp, we'll go to church together. Um, we have like team Bible studies. We can talk about that as well. Um, just stuff like that. And also the whole like academic piece of Duke, they know that, um, we need a lot of time to study um, and develop ourselves off the field um, at a prestigious university like Duke. Um, so they do a great job with that. Um, so just that whole, um, the, the emphasis on faith driving um, everything um, really stood out to me and was a differentiating factor between the schools I was looking at. Um, coach Cutcliffe is an awesome coach, um, nationally recognized and even, even more importantly, like he's a great, great guy, great man. Um, it leads us in a great way. That's awesome. So you mentioned, um, the team going to church together, team Bible study. So, um, what would you say, I guess the right terms of spiritual climate of the, just overall of the team? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would say it, it's as good as it can get. Um, or, I mean, it can always improve, but it's definitely like an emphasis within the team. Um, one of our, we like always pray before and after practices. Um, we have the team Bible study, which is led by our head strength coach, um, him him and his wife hosted at their house every week. Um, and several guys go to that every week. And it's just a great way to one, get closer to God, um, but also get closer to each other, um, and develop those relationships off the field. Um, but I mean, I think sports and football in particular have a really unique situation where you can, I don't know if getting away with it, the right term, but like you can, you have more, um, flexibility, like bring Mm. these faith conversations, um, up. And so like, um, professors can't like start class with a prayer, a business can't go to church together, stuff like that. But like, coaches like all the time will like pray um, before practice and stuff like that. And it's really cool to see um, our coaches and like leaders and stuff lead um, in that manner. That is awesome. And very encouraging because, you know, you don't see that nor should you really, you know, in the media, but it is nice, you know, that there's so much good happening that a lot of people don't see, but it's, it, you know, cause we always, I think the media, we like to feed off the negative. That's, that, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, so how do you, you talk about faith, family, future, and football being the, the order and the, the priorities there. So there is a lot of demand um, on a student athlete with academics at Duke, football. Um, how do you balance that, but also staying connected spiritually, whether it's, you know, in those Bible studies, or in a local mm-hmm. church there? I mean, how's that balanced? Um, yeah, it's definitely hard. And it's definitely something that I've learned over the past two and a half years now. Um, but I think it comes down to making sure that those priorities are in the right order um, with faith coming first and then academics and then your family and then your football. Um, that's hard to do because I spend 
four, four plus hours of football every morning. Um, and so I'm not spending four plus hours reading my Bible or whatever. Um, so like making sure that like my mindset, yeah, my time might be, might not be evenly distributed among the four, but like making sure my mindset, um, Mm. stays in the right, like priorities. Um, but it comes down to like time management, um, staying organized, stuff like that. And I kind of like something I try to like live by is, um, in terms of this balance between faith and like the rest of your life, um, making sure that like my faith controls my life and not my life controlling my faith. Um, and so making sure that my, my actions reflect that and she could say that I'm, I'm good at that, but that's what I, right. what I try to do. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So also, I mean, one more question about balance, I guess. Um, and I'm sure it's, it's not just in football, obviously it's in, it could be even outside of sports, but um, especially with how big college football is, how do you keep that identity um, in Christ and not, and not football? I mean, I think it just kind of comes down to um, staying rooted in your faith um, and knowing that, yeah, there might be 30,000 people in the stands and like, yeah, we might, doing well really well this season or I might be doing really well that that game or whatever but none of that really matters um if it if it's not um if if it's not rooted in um in your faith um and I think that I I think that like having that base allows you having that foundation of your faith allows you to go into like the activities that you do so for me it's playing football um, with the correct mindset, the correct, like humble mindset. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not like, yeah, I'm doing this all for my glory, but yeah, I'm doing this so I can have this platform to, um, be surrounded by these hundred guys that I can love every day and, um, hopefully share the gospel with. Mm. Um, so approaching, like approaching games and practices and just like the life of a student athlete, um, through the, mentality that it's just a it's nothing more than like a platform to um to like share my faith with other people that's good yeah i mean just staying staying focused on on, on the platform is good and um yeah and he and not easy i'm sure you know mm-hmm. remain humble that that's good let me ask I you another um, part of that so I, would, I would add another part of that another part of that would be like for me it's not it's a little easier to stay humble being just like a kicker that like walks around campus and like, you can't, you don't immediately say like, Oh yeah, he's on the football team. Mm. Um, it's easier to like blend in and like say like Daniel Jones last year or some of our like right. star players, um, or like other athletes on campus that immediately stand out. Um, just knowing that knowing my role in the team and staying humble um, through that. So that's good. I mean, know, knowing your role is, is a good reminder too, because that's a good example of even the way we should operate within the church. I mean, everybody's got different gifts, you know, knowing, yeah. our, you know, knowing our gifts and our, and our abilities and, and kind of staying in our lane there. I mean, that's, that, that's a good analogy yeah. to yeah. You can apply. You can apply anywhere in life as, um, you know, we didn't know 
our purpose and why God created us and, and focus on that and not trying to do what somebody else is doing. Yeah. And knowing your role, how insignificant that role is mm-hmm. in comparison to your role as like, um, like a son of God. Um, Absolutely. Even, even the, the, the star athlete at the number one ranked football school, um, even he, his role is insignificant in, in comparison to um, his relationship with God. That's awesome. Yeah, that's very good. Let me ask you, this is more of a sports question, but um, it's kind of two part. The first part is, I mean, you've played with some incredible athletes, both in high school and um, there at Duke. So is there one or two just from an athletic ability that just mm-hmm. really stands out? I, I think that for me, it's got to be um, Daniel Jones, our quarterback last year. Uh, everyone complained about how he, he was picked so so high, but all of us knew um, both from the moment I wrapped on campus um, and up and through the draft that that was like the right pick and how, um, how bright of a future he has. Um, I'm a kicker, so like I spend, we do most of our practice, um, the first couple periods of practice, mm-hmm. most of our kicking most first couple periods so the rest of the time we can have a little bit of freedom to stand around and like watch um, the rest of the team um so just seeing him throw perfect ball after perfect ball every single day um really like wowed me and um it was cool to see um how how good of a quarterback he is and also how good of a leader and person he is because um as good of a quarterback he is um he's like an even better guy um as humble as can be um just a really really solid um person as well as a quarterback that's awesome so the so the second part is is there an athlete whether high school or college that you've really seen god use you in some way in their life i think um as a as a kicker and punter um like i mentioned um we do a lot of our practice in the beginning um, so that allows us to have like some conversations during the rest of practice. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, practice is like two and a half hours long. Um, we can't kick for that whole time. So we do our heart, all of our hard work within like an hour or so. And then the rest of the time we can sit and like have conversations. And sometimes that, I mean, it leads to all sorts of things, but sometimes that leads to, um, opportunities to like ask like deeper questions or, mm-hmm. um, I think it's like a unique situation um, to develop those relationships, um, with the other kickers and long snappers and punters. Um, so I, I would say that, and then also, um, going back to high school, um, one, that same situation with the other specialists, but also, um, we had this, um, manager on the football team. Um, I, I sorry, he, he was like on the football team. He, he had, uh, a disability, um, and we, he was on the football team is really involved. Um, and he would always like, um, hang out with me and the other kickers and, uh, his name is Leonard. Um, and he, he still to this day, like calls me like once a week. Um, and he started coming to like at fellowship Christian athlete meetings. Um, and I, I think it was really cool to see like our relationship grow and how he, he still calls me to this day, even though I haven't seen him in person in three years. Um, wow sorry actually he doesn't even call me he facetimes me like once a week um so just that um that relationship develop um that and i I think that this way with a lot of guys on the team 
Um, so I wouldn't say it's me specifically. Um, right. But um, I would say that like, God's used that relationship um, in Leonard's life. That's awesome. So <clears throat> it's no secret that culture is divided, and this is not a political question at, at, at all. It's, um, but, you know, we are divided, whether it's over politics, religion, socioeconomics, you know, you name it. But sports has a unique way of kind of tearing down those walls and bringing people together. So in your experience, how have you seen sports take some of those dividing factors and tear down the walls and bring people together? Yeah, um, I think sports is uniquely positioned in that way to bring those people together. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that, that bonds people together like sports do. Um, whether that's watching sports, um, being a fan, or even, I, I would say even more so um, as an athlete. Uh, like on the football team, like I'm from Dallas, Texas, um, and now I'm in Duke, um, hundreds of miles away with people from all across the country with all sorts of backgrounds. Um, 110, 110 guys every single year that I'm surrounded with, um, most of which I, even if I was at Duke and not on the football team, most of these guys, um, probably wouldn't be friends with just because like different classes, different friend groups and stuff. But because we share that locker room, um, it really brings us together and allows us to become like really close through that shared experience. Um, and I don't know if anything else like really has the power to do that. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, um, sports also having that power to integrate faith. Um, which I think is probably a part of that, um, that power of like, in, um, integrating people with different backgrounds, um, just because you can have those like deeper conversations or, um, relationships connected and things other, other than just like, um, kind of like transactional relationships on campus or in your, in your life, um, outside of, um, like the love of a locker room. Yeah, that's good. Very good. A lot of our listeners um, are student athletes and, and, and coaches for the most part. So I'm going to ask you for some advice. It's not the easiest time now to, to stand up and be bold in your faith. So what advice would you offer a student athlete that um, wants to use their platform in sports to, to be a light and to be bold? How would you encourage them to, to stand out and stand up? I, I think it kind of, it all boils down to having that, um, having, being able to like live out your faith before, beforehand and having, um, those conversations be, um, be, um, what's the word for it? Um, before you have those conversations, have that, have have your teammates or other people see the like repeated habits of of you um being reflected um in your in your faith in christ um and so i think that's kind of like the root of it and so um making sure that you have that like character or um have that, have that character like back up what you're talking about um and thankful like making sure like, like I mentioned earlier like having your priorities right is a, a big part of that um but 
I'm not perfect at that. No one's perfect at that. No Christians are perfect at that. But like, thankfully we have like grace from Jesus and that also plays a big role in that, um, in that you're not the one, um, converting all the people on your team to Christians, but all, all your role it really is to do is just like push them a little bit closer to Jesus. Um, if just by, you can do that just simply by like loving on them, um, as Christ was, um, having those, um, actions, um, that like kind of back up, um, what you're saying, um, reflected in your life. That's good. That's a nice, nice reminder. Um, you know, to, to love everybody, um, just, just like, like Jesus loves, loves us. And, um, it's sometimes it can be easy to get caught up in trying to convert quote unquote people, but understanding yeah. that, that that's not our job. Our job is just to, to, to love God and to love others. And, you know, and hopefully people see Jesus in us. Yeah. And I would add to like the athlete part of that, mm-hmm. um, that like, you know, there's, there's the quote about like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Like uh, I would add to that, like hard work plus character beats talent. Um, and like, for me, like my character comes from my relationship with God. Um, and that kind of drives everything that I do is that, um, the character plus like the hard work. Um, so like in terms of like approaching your athletics, um, I would like approach it with that mindset. Um, because the further you go in athletics, um, the more of a platform you have. Um, and so, um, really like, it's awesome, like play college football or it's awesome to play high school football. Um, but it's also awesome, like use that, um, to love on those people. Like I, like I talked about, um, for Christ. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's, that's a good reminder. So a lot of people have, a favorite scripture or they call it a life verse. So I was curious if you had a, uh, a favorite scripture or maybe one that God's used in your life recently that you'd share with us. Um, yeah, I guess so this past semester um, involved in a Bible study on campus. Um, in addition to one with our team. Um, and we were talking about um, the life of David um, through first and second Samuel. Um, and so I guess that whole story in general with how, um, how much of a, like a humble and selfless leader he was, um, and how kind of like how my like athletics gives me a platform. I think that, um, how he was this like humble and selfless leader that gave him a platform. Um, and like how Saul was constantly trying to kill him and he had several opportunities to like kill strike him back, but didn't. Um, and then like when Saul tries and when, when Saul dies, David, um, in terms of like a worldly perspective, like David has, or Saul is his enemy, so he should be happy, but he was like mourning and um, really sad over him, over his death. Um, and so like none of that really makes really makes sense except in the context of like the proper relationship with God. Um, and so that whole like kind of story um, really means a lot to me. Um, and I guess a verse, um, first Samuel 16 verse seven, um, which is what the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of a statue, um, stature, but I've rejected him for the Lord sees not as man sees man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Um, and so that kind of goes back to what I was saying with, um, 
the whole like character versus um, like external, like what you look like as an athlete or as a businessman or whatever. Um, if it's not like rooted in that character, that's from God. Uh, that's good. I have to say, I've asked that question to a lot of people. Uh, you're, you're the first one to go to first Samuel. I like it. Okay. <laughs> you know, a lot, you know, not to knock anything or any other verse, but you know, a lot of times you get the, um, the Philippians four thirteen Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I mean, there's a, yeah. a group of verses. So, but I love asking that because um, I love it when it's what what the what what you shared is from a recent study and how that spoke to you yeah. versus you know just a favorite verse. I, I like that. Um, I yeah. love to hear hear what people are studying and, and how God's using that. So I, I appreciate yeah. that. That's awesome. So one last question. Um, Two words you hear a lot in sports, all in. I mean, it's all over um, T-shirts, chin straps, wristbands. I mean, it's kind of this rally cry in sports. No secret what it means. But the Bible, Jesus is very clear in his word that if we're going to follow him, you know, we have to we have to be all in. We have to put everything aside, follow him. It's not, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So what does that look like in a practical sense, Jackson, in your everyday life to be all in with Christ? I think it kind of goes back to what I mentioned earlier with uh, making sure my faith controls my life and not my life controlling mm-hmm. my faith. Um, and I, I think Coach Cutcliffe and all of the like Duke culture, I guess, um, talks a lot about being like, um, you can't be like 100% committed to the team if like your habits of living don't reflect that. And so like, we we talk a lot about habits here, um, hmm. as, like in the Duke football program. And so like, likewise, I don't think you can be a hundred percent all in for God if your habits don't reflect that. Um, and I don't think my habits reflect that all the time. Um, but like I mentioned, like we have, um, the grace of Jesus that covers that. Um, but at the same time, we, we do have to, um, have have that initiate initiate that um relationship with with our habits whether that's like reading the bible or um going to church or um listening to worship music or stuff like that praying um so in terms of being all in for jesus i think it means um reflecting your like priorities like your habits of like how you live um in that same manner of what you like claim to be all in for jesus Christ um. I like that I like that word habits that's a good one to to really chew on and reflect on because it does I mean our habits do reflect who we are mm-hmm. so that's good good deal man I hey I know you're um y'all are in the midst of studying for finals it's a busy time so I appreciate your um taking a few minutes to um to talk to us I know I've been encouraged so I appreciate it thanks so much for having me I loved um talking with you you bet thank you again to jackson for taking time in a busy schedule of finals when we recorded that to to jump on and to to share your story i appreciate it i know i was encouraged in the time we had together and just right off the bat i'm looking at my notes the thing at the top of the page is when jackson said faith controls our life not life controlling our faith i love that that our faith in Jesus, if we're truly a follower of Jesus, that could, should control our life, every aspect of our life, not our life dictating our faith. 
just a couple other takeaways was, you know, just he said to, to love people like Jesus. It's not our role to convert people to followers of Christ. It's just our role to, to love them, to love on them like Jesus loves them. And, you know, talking about the favorite scripture, this was so encouraging to me as he said in the fall semester, he studied First and Second Samuel and about studying David being a humble, selfish leader. And at 1 Samuel 16, 7, that God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance. And boy, we need to drive that into our, our hearts and our minds every day in the culture that we live in when it's all about stuff and what we look like what we, and what we have. But just to be reminded that God's not worried about our stuff. He's worried about our heart. And then if our heart's right with Him, everything that comes out of it, it's just an overflow of love because of what God is doing in our own life. And the last thing is that being all in is that our habits should reflect that. Everything that we do should reflect that we're 100% with Christ and just starts with time in the Word every day, praying, um, what we listen to, what we watch. And, and that will, if we're in line with that, that's going to dictate our priorities every day. Our priorities will be God's priorities, not my priorities, if we're starting our day in the Word and in prayer. Thank you again for listening. I hope you've been encouraged. I would ask you to share it with somebody. I know there's somebody that can be encouraged by Jackson's story. We love to hear from you. Go to our social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just type in All In Sports Outreach and you can find out who we are, why we do what we do, and, and also you can interact with us. We love to hear from you. You can also do that via our website, www.allinsportsoutreach.org. Again, share it. If you're not a subscriber to our podcast, whatever podcast platform you're using, hit subscribe. There's over 100 previous episodes that I know will encourage you. The last thing is thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers.